Hello, and welcome back to the Grace Downtown podcast. We've got a quick one for you this week. Grace Downtown member Sarah Park sharing her story of her experience being part of our Mercy team. Sarah shared this story last Sunday during our worship service. During this coming Sunday's worship service, we're going to install and welcome Pastor Mike Park to the role of associate pastor at Grace Downtown. If you'll be in town this Sunday, please join us to pray for Mike and welcome him into this new position. Now, here's Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Park, and today I will be giving a testimony on my experience serving on the Mercy team here at Grace. Um, when I first moved to DC a couple years ago, I didn't think that I'd become too attached to the city because I was supposedly moving elsewhere for medical school, and so I was initially reluctant about getting deeply involved with the community in a place that I was only passing through, so to speak. But one Sunday, I noticed a prayer request for marginalized populations in DC in the outwardly serving section of the service bulletin. During college, I had participated in a lot of health outreach with a predominantly homeless and low-income population. And that became a formative experience that developed an interest in not just health disparities, but the greater overall socioeconomic disparities that are so deeply entrenched in our society. And I felt a strong calling to continue serving in a similar capacity in DC, so I ended up joining the Mercy team. Serving on the Mercy team has ended up becoming one of the most meaningful experiences I've had, not just during my time here in DC, but I would even go so far as to say also in the entirety of my 24 years, which isn't a lot. To share a little bit about my background, I grew up in a Korean-American church that was very insular due to the fact that it served as not only a spiritual body, but also a community that connected a lot of Korean immigrant families to each other. And as a result, Although I had a lot of friends at school from all racial backgrounds, at church I never really had the experience of worshiping alongside people who weren't Korean. Although our church's international missionaries would come back and testify about serving people in Latin America, Africa, and the Middle East, I can't recall a sermon that was ever preached on serving the diverse local community that existed beyond our church property. It wasn't until I attended a much more multicultural church in college and simultaneously started serving the homeless population in the city around campus that my understanding of who my neighbor was began to expand. But the intersection of serving marginalized and underserved communities and worshiping with people who came from very different backgrounds didn't happen until I joined the Mercy team here at Grace. And since my first Sunday serving on this ministry, I've learned so much from our guests and fellow Mercy team members during the weekly hour of prayer, food, and conversation. Throughout our interactions and discussions, I became aware of many misconceptions I'd harbored about homelessness that I hadn't even realized I'd had. And thanks to our visitors' eagerness to engage sincerely in thoughtful discussions, I also learned that the deep longings to be not just heard, but really listened to, to be loved, and to just even have their very human dignity acknowledged were all needs that were just as important as receiving their daily bread in more material ways. 
None of us ever asked for the circumstances into which we were born, whether it was privilege or poverty, a supportive and loving family or a dysfunctional one. And despite our individual resilience, I firmly believe that our starting points significantly in influenced the trajectory of our lives and the opportunities that lay ahead of us. And when I think about how I could have easily been born into a very different context that may have eventually resulted in a different, very different situation such as homelessness, I fail to see any inherent differences and all the community members I've ever served. And whenever I look around the Kendall room downstairs and see the faces of our visitors and Mercy team members, I see people who come from very different walks of life, but each made equally and beautifully in the image of God, all gathered together in one room, breaking bread together and praying together. And I am indebted to them for being unafraid to be vulnerable with us and sharing their everyday struggles, prayers, and hope for the future. I'm continually amazed, humbled, and encouraged by our visitors' resilience and ability to cling to optimism and faith in our Father in the midst of daily suffering. Not long after I got involved on the Mercy team, uh, Glenn gave a sermon about what it looks like to bless the city we're in, wherever that may be, and for however long we are in it. And I was really convicted by the, mis by the message that as Christians, it is our responsibility to develop further knowledge of not only the plights of the poor, but also the rights of the poor. We're called to confront their exploitation and protect our brothers and sisters. I was also convicted that I shouldn't be looking at the city with the perspective of simply trying to gain something for myself and my future, but rather with the attitude of investing in the city and loving the people in it. And as I thought about all the unique talents that God has blessed each individual with and what it would look like if everyone used these diverse tools to build up their communities, my heart literally began to race in anticipation of all the great things that God has in store for this world and the people that he loves so dearly. As I now reflect on my time here in DC, I realize how much I've fallen in love with this city and its people, including the family I've come to find within the Mercy Team community. And I'd like to end by sharing a quote by Scott Dan Miller that I hope is as encouraging to you as it has been to me. And this is the quote. So my prayer today is that I understand my true blessing. It's not my house or my job or my standard of living. No, my blessing is this. I know a God who gives hope to the hopeless. I know a God who loves the unlovable. I know a God who comforts the sorrowful, and I know a God who has planted the same power within me, within all of us. And for this blessing, may our response always be, use me. Thank you. church membership. Uh, my name is Glenn Hoberg and I serve as one of the pastors here at Grace Downtown. And this evening we'll be bringing in some new members to our community, folks that have uh, been in our midst, inquired to God whether or not this would be the place where they join in this flawed local expression of the community of Jesus Christ. 
And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read your name off. We have a handful of folks that I think uh, might join later, but we're going to call your name. Please come on up, line up here, and then uh, we'll move ahead with bringing you in. Alicia Atkins. Tad Anderson. Nancy Brown. Ashley Brush. Tyler Castle. Emily Daniels, Sarah, Breath, Sarah Beth Grosshart, Gross, Grace Hahn, Caitlin Mansk, Keith Moore, Patricia Moore, Camille Polston, Matthew Snyder, Anna Sugg, and Luke Urich. your name was on that list and you're not, we, we, I don't know if we had everybody. Stephanie, you are here. I'm sorry. Yeah, Stephanie Powell. Great. Well, we are so uh, delighted that God has led you to this community and about his uh, work in your life. And we trust that this will be part of that ongoing story of his work. But I wanted to now uh, put these vows to you. And they basically are a public commitment, a vow, of your uh, sincerity to uh, believe this gospel and to live in community with it. So I'll ask you to respond, um, I do. Do you acknowledge yourselves to be sinners in the sight of God, justly deserving his displeasure, and without hope save in his sovereign mercy? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God? and Savior of sinners, and do you receive and rest upon him alone for salvation as he is offered in the gospel? Do you now resolve and promise in humble reliance upon the grace of the Holy Spirit that you will endeavor to live as becomes the followers of Christ? Do you promise to support the church and its worship and work to the best of your ability? And then lastly, do you submit yourselves to the government and discipline of the church and promise to study its purity and peace. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, we know that it's your love which has led these brothers and sisters into your community that has led them here. And we pray that they would live in your love. We pray that their understanding of your love would grow while they're in this community. We pray that their expression of your love would grow as they serve. We pray, God, that you would empower them from the inside out with a deep sense that you plan to bear fruit through their love. Lord, we're asking you to bless them and pour out the demonstration of your love that we saw given when you gave your son, who loves them by name, prays for them by name, and will persevere them by name. We ask that you would do these things for his name. Amen.